well, welcome to the Purple Star Podcast. Starring Jay from Sludge Central and Matt from Dinosaur Dracula. So Jay, I remember when we first started hanging out all those years ago, back when we were still big tequila drinkers who could go pretty hard. Yeah. I would say at least seven times out of 10, I would overindulge and announce that me and my ex were going to stay at your place. Or it would just, you would pass out. (laughs) Yeah. Well, not before telling you, like, can you go get me a blanket and maybe a box fan? We knew when you were like kind of dozing, you had blankets all over you and there's like maybe some Cheez-Its on the blanket. You knew it was time. It was in part because I couldn't drive, but I think it was also just my way to relive the glories of childhood sleepovers. Ah, yes. Which is the topic of tonight's Purple Stuff podcast. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. We're calling this our big summer show because while sleepovers happened all year, The best ones were during summer vacation when you didn't have to worry about school or homework or anything. Absolutely. They were definitely a summer thing for me. My biggest memories from summer sleepovers were the fact that it would occasionally not just be one night. It would just be like, oh, can he stay over again? Like, And then it would just extend. And then I would go over someone else's house. And then it would extend from there at a different house. Oh, wow. So you double dipped on the sleepovers, huh? It was pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. My friends had a kind of limited tolerance of me. So that wasn't on the table. <laughs> I would say for both of us, the peak sleepover years, kind of like late 80s through the earlier part of the 90s, right? the end of elementary school through all of middle school, essentially. Definitely. I agree. And I also think one of the reasons why they were so much fun, at least for me, is because we kind of had like free reign a lot when there was a sleepover. The parents wouldn't really uh, get in my hair or anything. So I definitely felt like a big man on campus. At least when I hosted a sleepover, my parents were under strict orders to stay the fuck away from us. (laughs) They were kind of happy to oblige, to be honest, so it all worked out. So what are we going to do here tonight with this sleepover show? What we wanted to do tonight is kind of like recreate the ideal sleepover from our childhood, drawing from our own memories and experiences. Yeah, little bits and pieces uh, from all the sleepovers throughout the years. Yeah, so we're going to like actually walk everyone through an entire sleepover night and show you guys what it was like. Maybe you guys have similar memories. I'm interested in doing this. It sounds like a good time. So let's start things off. Okay, Jay. Seven p.m. Matt, we're going to kick things off at 7 p.m. How does that sound? 
That sounds about right. It's starting to get dark. It's dusk, I think is the word, right? Yeah, it's dusk. Yeah. And of course, you can't continue this entire night without some energy, some power. So you got to eat something. It's the official way to start any sleepover. You have to fuel up, baby. Exactly. And back then, dinner isn't really what I would categorize what I used to eat during a, a sleepover kickoff. This was a chance to fucking eat trash. Exactly. <laughs> trash, right? <laughs> no, it's true because it's not like you're sitting there like you're Bruce Wayne and Vicky Vale. <laughs> yeah, there's, <laughs> like no, there's no vicious swab yeah. or whatever. <laughs> exactly. So I used to kind of cobble together. It was like a smorgasbord of junk food. Kind of like your Charlie Brown Thanksgiving situation. Yeah, because, you know, you wanted fun things to eat. It wasn't some fancy meal. So whatever was in the house, it was like a free-for-all. I remember specifically a couple of big things, like just really took precedence over everything else at that time. And it was more because of the ease of making this stuff. So one thing was the Hot Pockets. Hot Pockets! Hot Pockets filled with pepperoni pizza or ham and cheese in a crispy pocket. What are you going to pick? Hot Pockets! Try Lean Pockets, too. Oh, man. I think people forgot how magical Hot Pockets seemed decades ago. Pop them in that little cardboard foil contraption thing. Oh, that thing is so nice. Like a little <laughs> dress, a little cocktail dress for your Hot Pocket. <laughs> They're going for a night out of town. They're in the microwave cooking up. And then we got Bagel Bites. And Bagel Bites, for me, with that great song in the commercial. Pizza in the morning, pizza in the evening, pizza at when pizza's on a bagel, you can eat pizza anytime. Pizza in the morning, pizza in the evening, pizza at supper time. When pizza's on a bagel, you can eat. So if there is an official food of sleepovers in that era, it's bagel bites 100%. Totally. Also, these things would kind of count as our first like foray into the world of hors d'oeuvres. I did the bagel bites too, and I remember serving them to whoever was sleeping over on a plate with those like plastic pirate sword toothpicks oh. in them. Like I was like Martha Stewart over there. You were fancy. Well, I love those toothpicks. Any excuse to use them because once we were done, they were like, you know, swords for like weak way action of figures. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So what did you have to eat, Matt? Well, before I get into what I would serve, I just have to mention that if I was sleeping over somebody else's house, it was completely guaranteed that I would get stuck eating dinner with their family and it would be some horrible mix of like tomato sauce, rice, peas, and unknown meat. And then there's always a glass of milk and you're like, what? Oh God, it was, it was my nightmare. And yeah. of course, you know, you're, you're eating over your friends, so you can't just say, no, I don't want this. You have to like sit there and endure oh, it. You gotta, I just got to get through it. But if I was hosting, let's assume it's like 1993, I want to wow my friends, right? So I think I would cajole my parents into ordering us a great white pizza from Pizza Hut, uh, along with some Crystal Pepsi two liters, because Pizza Hut was all about the Crystal Pep back then. Now get a free two liter of Crystal Pepsi with any two medium one topping pizzas for eleven ninety nine only from Pizza Hut. Yes, we have it. Oh, yes, we have Crystal Pepsi. No, we don't. Yes, we do. They were very proud that they had Crystal Pepsi. But this Great White, if you don't remember it, it was this awesome four-cheese pizza that Pizza Hut attached this vague Jaws theme to. Pizza Hut introduces Great White Pizza with a blend of four cheeses. Or try our blend on Old Style Red. Get a large for $3.99 with your favorite Pizza Hut pizza. Yes, it was like a, a very subtle shark-themed pizza. 
it was subtle, but of course I ran with it, and we would spend the entire rest of the night doing Jaws impressions, all because of this pizza. It'd be like, da 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 all night long because we ate this fucking pizza. <laughs> I don't even remember eating this. This was all about just like 80,000 pieces of cheese. Yeah, like four different kinds of cheeses, you're right. Right. But one thing I definitely remember is that one. it's one of the few Pizza Hut pizzas that felt a lot closer to what you would get from like your local joint. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was cool. Good stuff. Yeah, and the Crystal Pepsi, man. Mm, I'll tell you, when you think of anything like pizza-related, Crystal Pepsi really does go with that. Like, oh, my God, super it well. so does. It's such a cleanser. <laughs> it is. But it's got that, like, yeah, that clean finish. What do you think? Have you ever tasted Crystal Pepsi? No, actually, I haven't. It doesn't really taste like Pepsi. What do you think? Well, I do. Just take a sip. It's hard to explain. It's just... This isn't anything like California white wine. I'm embarrassed here. Yeah. What's it like? It's a nice lemony zing taste. What do you think? It's not as heavy. Less syrupy. Mm. I'm sweating. I love it. It's refreshing. Clear taste. This is different. Would you like to take a bath in it? ATM. Think of all the mature, responsible things you could be doing. Helping old ladies cross the street, proudly maintaining your yard, hanging with your folks, or cleaning your room. But get real, you'd rather be playing video games. You can rent them from Blockbuster. They've got more of the coolest new Nintendo, Super Nintendo, and Sega Genesis games for rent than anyone in the world. So dudes, why not get your games at Blockbuster? It's the mature thing to do. All right, Jay. It's 8 o'clock. What say we throw something on the telly? All right, let's do it. Honestly, what we watched during these sleepovers was just as important as any other aspect of the sleepover. Absolutely, of course. Like, you went into these nights with dreams of these huge activities, but you really needed something good on TV in case it just became a kind of like hangout night. And it usually did. Yeah, and I think sometimes the reason for the sleepover would be like, yo, we should watch this. I got fucking Batman Returns on video, yeah. man. <laughs> when we doing this, when we doing this. Exactly. And it's funny you should mention that because actually a lot of my sleepover nights started at Blockbuster with whatever friends were going to be doing the sleeping over. Do you say Blockbuster as if it's like Kleenex and it's like, you know, just brand appropriation? So if we're going like 89.90, it might have still been mom and pop. I think after that, though, it was Blockbuster. Yeah, I know what you're saying because Blockbuster actually did take over most of the mom and pop shops. They t stole all the business. Of course, since, you know, we're kids, we're doing a sleepover. We think we're like freaking adults over there. We weren't going to rent Honey, I Shrunk the Kids or anything like that. <laughs> Like, we wanted to push the envelope a little bit. I think one movie that's a kind of a perfect example is Robocop 2. Gory, mean, super intense. Coming from Orion Home Video, the future of law enforcement returns. Take it over, creep. With a vengeance. Robopower is back. Robocop 2, rated R, coming December 13th. Robocop 2 used to really frighten me. That Kane robot dude. Yeah, he's creepy. Very creepy. And there were scenes in that movie that gave me pause when I watched it alone. But it was so much different when you were with a friend. Because then you would just be like, yeah, violence, man. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so you and your friends were Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, those, those characters existed for a reason. <laughs> Not RoboCop 2, RoboCop 1, when it first hit VHS, 
it was like one of the only times I ever had like a big sleepover with multiple friends. We were going to watch RoboCop and we had to get the buy-in from the other parents. Right. Not one kid was allowed to watch RoboCop. So we had to switch gears. All the dudes were pissed. I was so mad. What what the frick kind of Puritan part of Jersey were you in? I'm guessing your mom made you get clearance because it was R-rated. Because you wouldn't, you guys wouldn't have done that on your own. Oh, you hell, just... no, hell no! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was that was my RoboCop story. So how about some of the things you watched? So some of the stuff I watched. Uh, one thing that really was uh, kind of vivid in my mind was Mannequin Two. It's just such a weird, offbeat movie. Hello, you remember me from that movie about a mannequin that comes to life? <laughs> get back. Well, honey, it's happening again. <laughs> Mannequin 2 on the move. Stranger things have happened. Rated PG. We watched it like all the time, probably because I was in love with Christy Swanson at the time. <laughs> I just got to stop you here. You're having a sleepover with your buddies and you're pitching Mannequin 2? The thing is, we had a weird kind of cult of friends and we all we all liked that movie. <laughs> really? Mannequin 2? Yes. Oh my god. It's so bad. Like I couldn't even I couldn't even watch it now, I don't think. Please tell me that Meshock Taylor was still there. Yeah, he was still in it. And um weekend at Bernie's guy. I don't care about him. As long as Meshock's there though, I'll fucking watch it right now. <laughs> and the other thing that we used to watch a lot was the Star Wars trilogy, the box set from CBS Home Video, which was very, very popular. Those are still to this day the nicest ones because they have like the old school poster art on the cassette boxes. Yep. Collect the complete Star Wars trilogy one by one in their attractive new packages or in this collectible gift pack. Watching Star Wars was uh, one of those things that was like very breezy. You could just pop it on in the background. You didn't have to pay too much attention. So if you're gossiping or doing whatever you're doing. <laughs> gossiping. Mannequin 2, gossip. Am I podcasting with Jay from Slud Central? One of the girls from the Mall Madness commercial. Well, yeah, I had just got done painting my nails too. So <laughs> <laughs> The Lee Press-On sleepover party. <laughs> I wish I had friends that would have sat through Star Wars back then. All of my friends gave up on it when we were little kids. Like once the toy line was done, so were they. So you had some Star Warsy friends. That's really cool. Yeah, that also encouraged my love of Christy Swanson. The star of Mannequin 2. Did you ever meet her at a convention? I didn't because uh, <laughs> those days are long gone for me. <laughs> the days of Christy Swanson. <laughs> One tweet too many, huh? <laughs> Once upon a time, a peasant girl was victim of a crime. Was frozen ever since she dared to love the handsome prince. Is that so wrong? But alas, a thousand Remember the games you love to play? They're still favorites of kids today. Tickle funny bones of a new generation. Today's young doctors love operations. If it's all you need for in a row, it's the same fun you had years ago. Twist are still tying them up in knots. A twisting tradition that never stops. All oh, these are the good times you can't forget. Milton Bradley makes the game. Kids love the best. I just checked my Swatch watch. It's 9 p.m., Matt. Oh, boy. What do you do at 9, Jay? 
Well, we got to, like, do something or play something. We got to get active. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, these fucking weasels. Everyone's just fucking laying around. Come on. Yep. It's time. We got to get that, up. that second wind. Yep. One of the things that we used to do a lot was board games. And I think that's one of those kind of, I don't know if I'm overstating it, but it just seems like one of those lost arts. You know, it's just something we used to do a lot as kids. I'm not saying people don't play board games. I'm just saying they don't, but they don't play them the way we did. Like it wasn't uncommon for like friends on a Saturday afternoon to say, you know what? We're going to spend the next eight hours playing Monopoly right now. Exactly. We did that and it was pretty common. Yeah. It was common. And one of the games we used to play a lot was called Hero Quest. I remember the commercials. I think they might have had comic book ads too, but what was that game about? So Hero Quest was like a more accessible version of like Dungeons and Dragons. This was like entry level. We wanted to dip our toes into it to see what it was all about. So we got it. And what appealed to me, they had these little figures and the, the board looked like a dungeon and all that. It was pretty cool. I never pegged you as an RPG guy, but now that I think about it, it's kind of perfect. You're a born dungeon master. Here, Jay, here's 10 seconds of information. Please turn that into a 20-minute fucking narration. No problem. Done. Hero quest. Deep inside another dimension, face battling barbarians and evil magic on a quest for adventure in a maze of monsters. This is Hero Quest, the fantasy adventure game where winning means mastering the arts of combat. I'll use my broadsword. We ran out of interest in uh, Hero Quest, and eventually we got into the board game Nightmare, which I think we've talked about on the show before. The VCR game, yes. Yeah, the VCR board game, which. Roll the die! You banished to the black hole! <laughs> <laughs> so that whole thing. That's where I got into it, and that's actually when the game came out. Oh, yeah, but it was hot shit when it came out because the commercial, I think we talked about this when it came up last time, it was on every commercial break on every channel for a straight fucking year. It was. Game Nightmare, the game hosted by a video. the gatekeeper! To win, you must stop it. Roll the die! The video board game Nightmare, the gatekeeper talks to you. Whose turn is it, Ned? And you must answer him. Answer me! Yes, my gatekeeper. Go for it! I've never actually played it, but a year or two ago, I encoded the VHS that came with the game. And I guess, like, you have that druid monster guy, and he's, like, getting worse and worse throughout the tape. Yep. And, yeah, it, it's pretty freaking scary. It's definitely atmospheric. Like, I don't think you could put that on even now in the middle of the day and not feel <laughs> kind of like, huh... Well, if you walked, so let's say you walked into your house, you know, you were out and then the TV just comes on and it's the guys. Banish the black hole. <laughs> Who is the chosen one? Answer me. Answer me, you maggot. What were some of the things that you used to do on a sleepover? My answer for this one is a little outside the box, but I wanted to stay true to what my real experiences were like during sleepovers, especially in the early 90s. Mm hmm. And that would have involved me and whatever friend was sleeping over pulling out our binders of Marvel Universe trading cards for a massive trade session. Ah. Oh my God. Those cards were just like the hottest things I ever. I love those cards. Yeah. 91, 92, I think were like their big, big years. Huge. Everybody collected them, even kids who knew nothing about comic books. You know what I loved about those cards is that it wasn't just, obviously it was fun to collect them, but I really did learn so much from those cards. 
I would say we are part of an entire generation who learned Marvel history through those cards. Totally. I actually still credit that card set as being a very, very primary contributor to the entire comic book boom of the 90s. Oh, definitely. But as for these cards, everyone collected them so much that everybody had the whole set, at least in doubles. I always had like one set plus like at least half a set, at least. Oh, no, we went hard over on Staten Island. Like every fucking person (laughs) had every card 80 times over. So we didn't need to trade. But we did it anyway because it was just so much fun. Yeah. Oh, here's my Thanos, and you get like someone else's Spider Man, and it's just, ugh, it was so good. It would go on forever, too. I guess you're right because if you had extra, it's so much easier to trade. Like if if I was still trying to build an initial set, I would not be trading so willy nilly. Hell no. But the thing was, (laughs) we were so into those cars that we made the set like within a week. Like everybody had the set. Yeah. You needed some reason to make a night around these cards because everybody loved them so much. What else could you do? You had to trade them. I just loved that back then they were probably like a buck fifty, and now that one pack of cards would be like seven bucks. Oh yeah, I mean, I think they were even less than a buck fifty. And sometimes during the sleepovers, we would actually walk up to the nearby ice cream parlor and buy more packs, even though we already had the sets. So yeah, they were just so so big for us. If you're looking for adventure this summer. Escape with Marvel Comics, fight crime with Spider-Man, meet the Fantastic Four, and watch Captain America in action. May the Force be with you as you battle the evil empire in Star Wars. Discover the secrets of the South American jungle in Raiders of the Lost Ark. And with Marvel Comics, you're never alone because they can go with you in the car or to the park, even on a rainy day. Marvel Comics. MDM. The fools have that extra something. You know what it is? Bridges. The fools have that extra something. More taste rich after rich. The ridges don't just make ruffles prettier than regular potato chips, they make them taste better. They're like flavor curves that give ruffles potato chips all that extra taste. Ruffles have that extra something. Well, Jay, I know we had bagel bites and a great white pizza, but I'm hungry again. Yeah, it's snack time. Snack time. We got to refuel the tank before we can do any more strenuous TV watching. We got to drop some junk in our Mr. Fusions. Yep. So I got two things on the menu here. Uh, First, we're going to have a big bag of ruffles and some cheap French onion dip. You love the ruffles. I love the ruffles. (laughs) And uh, this combination was a must-have for every sleepover. My family was never big on the dips, but my old best friend, and I used to sleep over at his house all the time, it was like, rule number one was that you had to have the chips in the dip, so. Yeah, I, I find that funny, because it's like, such a, like an adult thing to do. You guys want like chips and dip? Well, that would make sense, because his like parents were real junk food junkies, mm. so it was just, there was always dip out, so <laughs> I, re- I just lashed on, I was trying to make them happy when I was hosting my own sleepovers. <laughs> I didn't need the dip, because I don't see a point in dipping a Ruffles chip. They're just good on their own? Well, I mean, the point of a Ruffles chip is to eat it ridge by ridge like a chipmunk. You can't do that if you're dipping them. (laughs) Listen, there needs to be a running list of all of your weird food practices. People do cookbooks. I need to do ways to eat books. (laughs) Not ways to eat books. Ways to eat books. Ways to eat 
food in a book. <laughs> I'm going to cook four for the humans. And uh, before I forget, we're going to need a drink to go with those chips. Only one option, Jolt Cola. Yeah, here's another one. You love the Jolt Cola, but I just never had Jolt Cola around me. Wow, that's fucking nuts. I mean, I know we, we did talk about this on one of the shows, probably the soda show, um, but it was essentially Coke with twice the caffeine. And if we drank it, we felt like we were on crystal meth. <laughs> so we would just run around like maniacs acting like this one bottle of soda just turned us loose. Tastes different. What they're tasting is a new cola called Jolt. And we found some real pop experts. There's one flavor ingredient that makes it just slightly different. He's right. Jolt boldly proclaims that it contains all the sugar and twice the caffeine. So how about you? What are you going to snack on here? One big thing for us was we would walk to 7-Eleven because there was a nearby 7-Eleven. Lucky shit. You lucky Jersey shits and your 7-Elevens <laughs> on every corner. I, I can't even believe I'm saying this because it's not something I would do now, but we would buy Slim Jims and big gulps of Mountain Dew. Right now, take your thirst to 7-Eleven, where super big gulps are only 69 cents. The Mountain Dew, you can keep, but the Slim Jims are all good. Those are delicious. I <laughs> wish I could still have those, but they're like the worst food on the planet. But it would be like those giant Slim Jims, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love those. But like just talking about it blows my mind that I even was at that moment in time where I was doing crap like that. Gotta hear beef. Gotta have spice. Need a little excitement? Snap into a Slim Jim. Oh, yeah. I literally cannot picture you eating a Slim Jim. <laughs> like, See, I can picture me eating them. But, like, the Big Gulp is fine, but now I can just get a diet of whatever it is. I was never a big, like, Mountain Dew guy. I'll, oh. I'll suffer through the special editions like Pitch Black and Voodoo, but I don't like the core taste of Dew. You can keep your freaking big gulp. Oh, the stores by me never had Mountain Dew in stock. It was either that they just didn't stock it or it would sell out, right? And the reason why is, and I don't know if you remember this, but when we were real young, it was like a Southern thing. Was it a Southern thing? Or are you just remembering a couple of cowboy themed commercials? I remember having to drive like 40 miles to an Acme because I wanted to have Mountain Dew. <laughs> in the snow? <laughs> it wasn't in the snow. But no. Wow. <laughs> I remember like trying it as a kid and just being immediately turned off. It was oh, the one. It was so good. It was the one mainstream soda that like I actually just couldn't drink and I wouldn't drink. Oh, man. 32 ounces. Whatever you got, 44 uh, ounces. With the, the, the big gulp is, oh, is oh, marvelous. I just would have put something else in the gulp cup. It's marvelous. Yeah, you would have a jolt. A jolt gulp. Oh, God, a jolt gulp. <laughs> <laughs> Want to have some fun? 7-Eleven! Want to have some fun? Here's an aisle of candy bars. So many favorite kinds to eat. Want to have some fun? Here's a fountain of Slurpees. Blowing icy cold and sweet. Want to have some fun? Here's a rainbow of bubblegum. And a big wheel ice cream treat. Want to have some fun? Want to have some fun? Here's all these things rolled into one. At 7-Eleven, fun is waiting for you. Ten thirty PM.
we're all tanked up on Mountain Dew, caffeine, Jolt Cola, and it's time to play another game. Okay, so what are we playing? I have a weird one for you. <laughs> I'm going to play uh, a weird game. This is called MASH. I don't know if you remember this. <sighs> all right. Can I, just before you even get into the MASH, Jay... Let's be real. You told me you were going to bring up MASH and you sent me a video tutorial and I watched it like five times, could not figure out how to play it. I go on Wikipedia and I want to just read you one of the rules. Step four, player two draws a swirl on a separate piece of paper. Player one says stop at a time they choose after waiting three seconds. Player two stops and draws a line through the swirl from the end point to the starting point. Then they count how many times the swirl intercepts the line drawn. What the fuck is that? Why the fuck are you playing this? I can't believe you never played MASH. I had no idea that this little paper game was so complicated. It was a fun game because it was basically telling your fortune. Correct me if I'm wrong. Like you would figure out who your like wife was going to be, how many kids you were going to have, things like that, right? Yeah, who you're going to marry, you know, what kind of car you're going to have, where you're going to live. And when you're that young, you think, well, this potentially could be the case. I'm going to roll <laughs> with it. There were similar paper fortune telling games and I played those and I do recall that like we would be really invested in the answers and it was like so embarrassing if you got a bad one. Of course, because in this game, your friends could choose like your fourth option. And if you get stuck with that, then you're like not only embarrassed, you think you're cursed. Right, right. Oh, God. So, Mannequin 2 and MASH, huh? <laughs> so, yeah, we would play MASH, and it would lead us to making prank phone calls, because if we got, like, one of the girls on there that we knew from school, and we would dedicate songs to them, like, total <laughs> geeks. This one's for you, Michelle. <laughs> yes. And it was more embarrassing when you realize you had to see that girl back when school starts, like, in September. Right, right. <laughs> I so, didn't have that problem naturally because I didn't know any girls. Like, there would be no way to call them. <laughs> we did do the prank calls, though, during sleepovers all the time. In our version, we would go down to my father's office where he had a separate phone line. And we would just call, like, stores and just scream fuck into the phone. <laughs> and, like, we would think that was just the most hilarious thing. Yeah, the pinnacle. We're comedy geniuses. <laughs> hey, Walden Books, fuck you! <laughs> Sorry, you have reached a number that has been disconnected or is no longer in service. How about you, Matt? What kind of games? Um, I was going to go with a board game here just because obviously we did play them. But if I'm being honest, we were more likely to marathon some old Nintendo games. Biggest one I remember, though, was actually Castlevania, the OG version. Mm. did not own it myself, but it was the main game to play whenever I went over to my old best friend's house for a sleepover. We would play that game until like four in the morning. And it really, I don't know how familiar you are with that game. Yeah, I'm pretty familiar. The soundtrack was incredible. Oh God. So oh God, I have such memories of being in his house during a sleepover and we'd be downstairs where it's just like freaking dark and cold. And if I had a piss, I would have to like go into his long hallway to go find like this scary bathroom. And all the while I would hear the fucking Castlevania music. <laughs> It'd be awful. Pissing all over his seat to make it back as quick as I can. <laughs>
11 p.m. Buddy's a washed-up hippie turned yuppie. Things I'd do different if I could do them all over again. So his son has put him on trial. It's time to answer for your crimes. For the sins of his generation. Now it's time to erase those mistakes. So out with the old and in with the new. Growing old can be a painful experience. On the next Freddy's Nightmares. Saturdays at midnight on El Paso's Fine Nine. Jay, 11 o'clock, I've eaten way too much garbage, I don't want to move. Why don't we watch something and just kind of veg out for a while? Yeah, that sounds good. Let's chillax, brother. (laughs) So by now in the night, my mother and father, they're off reading magazines in bed, whatever the fuck they do in there. Yeah. I think we're going to go for something a little sleazy and weird, maybe kind of gross. I might throw on like a Cheers rerun for a half hour, but eventually we're going to get up to something like Freddy's Nightmares. Okay, that sounds good. You know the show, Jay. Freddy Krueger's own personal Twilight Zone, which is now on streaming platforms, but back then was a syndicated show that could pop on any channel, any point. Yeah, very weird times, random. Watching it again now on Tubi and whatever, it's a fucked up, nihilistic show, definitely pushed the boundaries. And there are a lot of shows like that. Friday 13th the series, War of the Worlds, Monsters, Werewolf, Dracula series. It's a long list. And while I didn't watch any of those shows religiously, they were perfect on sleepover nights. Plus, you're looking forward to it, and you're thinking, oh, this is going to be so scary. Scary and sexy, you know, because at that point, especially early in the sleepover era, like, kids didn't have the cable boxes in their bedrooms. So you had to, like, settle for the smuttiest show on network TV. And (laughs) stuff like Freddy's Nightmares was pretty high up there, especially because half the fun of shows like that, especially late at night on a weekend, were the really smutty TV commercials, like the sex hotlines. Remember the good old days? When you used to call me, and we could talk about anything. I mean anything. Once or twice, my friends would actually call, and like you would listen to them breathe for half a minute, and you'd hang up scared. <laughs> you that called that? Just... Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> of course you did. It was a hotline. Yeah, I told you. My parents were checked out. Like They were never going to really inspect it. So as long as I got off that line quick enough, I could hear them say, oh, baby, you called me. <laughs> I mean, see, if my parents saw, like, what is this 895 phone call? I mean, come on. (laughs) I feel like your mother wouldn't have been able to handle it. She's, like, a little bit, from what I gather in the stories you've told on the show, a little bit like a Carol Brady type. She's definitely Carol Brady. but My son listening to this garbage? (laughs) (laughs) She wouldn't have been mad, but I think my dad would have got mad that we spent $8 or $9 on a phone call. (laughs) Yeah, I can see that. If he didn't call it himself. <laughs> yeah, was, like, was it any good? Okay, good. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for the tip. So, Jay, let me ask you a question. <laughs> you got to These girls are so talented. You have no idea. <laughs> Did you talk to Trini? <laughs> you, you tell her I told you to call. Hey, Jay, like father, like son, eh? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, things got to get a little bit more extreme later on at this hour and this is kind of like when up all night was on with uh, ronda sheer up all night with ronda sheer yes that was uh i mean the usa network in general was a hot channel for sleepovers but that was a big one yeah exactly so that would be on and then one time the wcw all nighter was on tbs and what this was was like a marathon of all great matches from wcw history the superstars of wrestling do battle all night long in a WCW explosion. 
WCW Wrestling All-Nighter, beginning at 12.05 Eastern, tonight on TBS Nightflix. The idea that you could start watching wrestling at midnight and basically just continue watching it until you fell asleep, no matter how late that was. I didn't have videotapes of it or anything like that, so it was cool just to play it in the background. As we were going through the movie that we played that night, I remember this specifically. I was trying to convince my friend to get into Madonna because I was a huge Madonna fan. Okay. (laughs) So it was kind of weird. Like, how do you pitch Madonna to another kid? We just got Desperately Seeking Susan on VHS. (laughs) (laughs) So I got to play this and he'll like Madonna. work because we watched the movie on loop the entire night <laughs> we watched Christ. it the entire night who is it it's madonna and uh who, who's the other girl rosanna arquette oh yeah that's a pretty good cast it was just a fun movie it was filmed around new york and new jersey i did watch some promos earlier I'm like, huh, that actually looks kind of cute i convinced him and this movie was one of those he loves to this day madonna is susan The hottest voice in rock is now the freshest face on film. Every man is desperate to have her. One woman is desperate to be her. Desperately seeking Susan. A life so crazy it takes two women to live it. Well, A.M. After midnight. It's after midnight, Matt. Spooky. So after midnight, to me, things kind of go a little wacky because, uh, you know, there's always that time when you're like, maybe we need to like grab the sleeping bags and kind of prepare for that whole sequence, even though there's probably not going to be a lot of sleep involved. Hell no. The whole point of a sleepover is to stay up as late as you possibly can. Exactly. Yeah. So we had a situation where we were ready to play Batman. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I assume you're not talking about a board game here. No, this is not a board game. When I say play Batman, like that's what we called it when we just pretended to be Batman. And sometimes like we would switch up the characters. Be honest, Jay. You never gave up the reins. You were always Batman. I actually was never Batman. Really? I was always, yeah. What a gracious host. Yeah, I was Nightwing all the time. Nightwing? I thought we were talking about like 89 Batman. Nightwing has been around forever, though. He's in the Teen Titans and everything. Fuck him. <laughs> I'm the Joker, by the way. I call Joker. Okay. So, I mean, I don't know if I necessarily pick Nightwing now, but when I was a kid, I thought he was awesome. (laughs) So anyway, we had a Batcave in uh, actually both of our basements. So what did a Batcave consist of? It usually usually consists of like whatever old toy or paraphernalia that we had that had buttons and lights. And then we would just kind of construct them into like a whole uh, area. That was usually somewhere like tucked away or underneath something that we had to kind of crawl under. 
So essentially, like you would make a blanket fort and stick it full of like non-functional buttons and levers and things like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Christmas lights and whatever the fuck you could dig out. <laughs> totally. So here's the thing. Of course, when it got dark, it was time to suit up and go and fight crime. One time we're like, got to go down the, to the basements. So you got to go down all the stairs. And we're at my friend's house. His parents are sleeping. It was like two something in the morning. So him and his brother are tiptoeing and I'm walking right behind them last. And they're like, Jay, watch out for the dog. And I'm like, oh, what dog? I don't see any dog. So, of course, the dog is sleeping on the landing before you go down the stairs. And, of course, I must have kicked the dog because (laughs) all you hear is this loud howl. This dog is like a werewolf. I'm telling you. (laughs) So your your Batman cover was blown. (laughs) Some crime fighter. You wouldn't last two seconds in the streets of Gotham. They blew our cover, and the parents were like, what the heck is going on? You kids up? (laughs) Of course, it's like the dog had to be the loudest dog ever. The dog never made a peep. He didn't even bark. You never even knew they had a dog until that moment. (laughs) Son of a bitch. So it wasn't like we were ever doing anything bad, but we were just like on our own. Well, I mean, it it was 4.30 in the morning, and you were wearing a black blanket as a cape. Kicking dogs. <laughs> but we were doing it in the name of crime fighting. <laughs> <laughs> Can't make an omelet without breaking a few eggs, Jack. There's only one person who can help us. Batman. Our task is to fight crime. Only TV's original Batman has. Bat villain. Uh, Bat peril. Bat bombs. Holy detonation. Bat gadgets. Ah. Bat bits. I'm the Batusi. It's Batman. Bats. I'm surrounded by bats. The Batman Hour, starting Monday at 5 on Channel 11. All right, how about you, Matt? Uh, Mine was nothing near that ambitious. I think when it hit a certain hour, it really just became more of a case of fighting sleep. Like, we'd be on couches, there would be blankets out, whatever, but the TV would be on, and we'd just be sitting there just trying to, like, crack jokes at each other to keep each other up. And one time in particular, I remember we came up with this contest. It was mostly me, I'll be honest. We had been eating Crunchberries cereal the whole night. Mm. And we made this bet that the person who stayed up longer got to pour an entire bowl of Crunchberries over the person who fell asleep first. (laughs) (laughs) And my friend is like, this is my same old best friend who used to live across the street. And he's like, fuck that. I'm like, no, this is what we're doing. Sure enough, he fell asleep. And I just saunter over there with a big bowl of Crunchberries. And I just pour it right over his fucking head. <laughs> I'll never forget the look of shock on his face when he opened his eyes and realized that he had been crunch buried. It was the greatest <laughs> moment of my childhood. Oh, I thought you were going to say of your late 30s. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that was Christmas Eve 2016. <laughs> I think actually it was probably the last time he slept over, come to think of it. I would not mind being crunch buried. He wore it well. He had the entire ball over his head. It looked like he was wearing a wig of Crunchberries. I was like, geez, this works. You should consider this full time. A wig of Crunchberries. That's amazing. Yeah. And of course, then he's like eating them as he's picking them out of his hair. <laughs> Half asleep. The greatest. That's one of those things that used to happen where things would get totally delirious at that time. And you were saying dumb shit to each other. Like, oh, yeah. Know. In truth, there always came a point in a sleepover where you did get it on each other's nerves. Oh, totally. Yeah. So, yeah, that was the point for us. I'm, I'm, I'm pouring fucking cereal over people's heads. So 
Can't really say that that was a shining moment for me. <laughs> you know why crunch berries are special? You bet. Because Captain Crunch only picks sweet, yummy, special berries like us. Packing my Crunchberry cereal. Mm, very delicious. Yay, Crunchberry! Crunchberries are a very sweet part of a balanced breakfast. So, Jay, that was our sleepover show. I had a lot of fun with this one. I did too, Matt, and I'm impressed that neither of us fell asleep. We should be asleep. We're old. <laughs> I'm actually sitting here. I'm kind of jealous of the kid version of me because you can't recreate this as an adult. I mean, you could do all the same stuff, but it would not feel the same. If you did it now, you would just feel guilty for being up at that hour back then. I was like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I couldn't make it past midnight. Oh, God. Yeah, please. I've been with you on New Year's Eve. We've established this. 11, 1130 is your max on New Year's Eve. 1130 is even pushing it. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, one night of the year. So now, to end this show, I got a question for you, and then I'll answer it, too. All right. You've heard all of my little traditions, the food, the movies, the games, all of it. Looking back, what was one element of my sleepovers that you wish were part of yours? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, hmm. I'm going to go with the crunch berries over the, my head. The, the contest where you uh, challenge each other to stay up late, and if you lose, you get crunch buried. Yeah, I love that. It's a hot game. If you had like 17 boxes of it, you can physically bury them in crunch berries, and that would be way more fun. Christ, that would have been great. <laughs> Jay, what are you doing next weekend? <laughs> Want to hang out? <laughs> I'll bring some Patron. <laughs> and 17 boxes of Crunchberry cereal. <laughs> Just going to put it out there. Anyone who wants to see that should formally request from Jay on social media a picture of him covered in Crunchberries. <laughs> we can make this happen, guys. <laughs> All right, man. How about you? Was there anything that stuck out from my list that you think you would want to incorporate into your sleepover there were several things i would certainly put the nightmare vcr game somewhere on the list but i think the top one for me is just making a mid sleepover trip to 7-eleven because mm. that's a game changer that's definitely something that you take part in it's not even so much what you get it's just the activity of going mid sleepover to the store that's fucking hot you, you always love that here's the thing i didn't realize until adulthood places like 7-eleven Totally different vibe once the sun goes down. And I love it. So trashy. <laughs> Get some, uh, what is that, blueberry coffee? Blueberry coffee. It smells just like blueberry. <laughs> but geez, like just thinking about that in the middle of a sleepover, going to 7-Eleven for Slurpees and hot dogs and red vines. Wow, that's, that's just so cool. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't pick desperately seeking. <laughs> I'm desperately seeking to forget that you picked it. Well, I would have invited Cindy Lauper. It's an open invite. She can still come over anytime she wants. So, guys, thank you for listening. We hope this uh, sparked some memories of your own sleepovers. Or if you are way younger than us, we hope we've educated you about what they used to be like. And that's what we're all about here is education. Yeah, uh, it's a real learning show. <laughs> As a reminder, the Purple Stuff Podcast is also on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash purple stuff. 
That's where you can get an exclusive bonus show every month. This month's was about... What the fuck did we talk Slimer. about? Slimer. Slimer, yes. We found some Slimer things on eBay and we gabbed about them. Slimer stuff. And it was a good time. It was a good time. So thank you all for listening. This has been the Purple Stuff Podcast. I'm Jay from Sludge Central. And I'm Matt from Dinosaur Dracula. We'll see you next time. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Purple Purple Stuff Podcast. Oh, sweet.